Season 5, Episode 4. Okay, let's see. We've had a supermoon and a hurricane. And still, will we have a baby? You know, I don't know. I, I guess the, um, the, the whole thing with um, the, the, the superstitions, you know, that people have with nurses. But we'll see. Will we have Pancho Guerrero being on the podcast this week? <clears throat> yeah, well, you just have to find out, okay? It's a mystery. Yeah, I'm once again happy to get this thing produced and finished up while I'm at work because me and the missus are going to take a weekend to go to our favorite haunted bed and breakfast. <laughs> Maybe we'll see the ghost of George Washington roaming around the halls. I don't know. We'll see. But if we do, you can guarantee it'll be on next week's podcast. But in the meantime, we got plenty of other stupidity for you. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. A voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. Welcome to my stupid world, I'm insane Eric Lane, and hey, if you see something stupid, for Pete's sake, say something, stupid. <laughs> all the stories you're going to hear, by the way, they're all true, I'm telling you, all right? Um, none of the names have been changed, because we got some... Five-star stupidity here, folks. So, and, you know, if you're going to do something stupid, you may as well have your name attached to it. So make sure you share the podcast with folks, okay? This stupidity is so good, it has to be shared. You know, it, that's how life is. You know, you see something stupid, and what do you do? Did you hear what I saw today? Right? So this is giving you the opportunity to share something stupid with people, Okay? Put it on your news feed. If you listen to the podcast and share the link to your news feed so more people can get in on the stupidity. And by the way, subscribe. That way you don't miss any of the stupidity. I don't know if we're going to get to, we may be missing my insane Florida nephew. Uh, at the time of the podcast recording, uh, there was a, a hurricane bearing down on top of Jacksonville, Florida right in the middle of uh, Mrs. Pancho's labor. <laughs> so, yeah, there. I guess um, <clears throat> Pancho said that they live on the opposite side of a three-mile bridge, which might get closed if they have sustaining winds of 40 miles an hour or more. So, I guess they're going to have to go spend some time with the grandma and grandpa. So, we'll see. So, hopefully, I don't know, maybe next hour or next segment, we will get Pancho to do some uh, stupidity, or maybe we'll just get Pancho from the delivery room. I'm trying to get him to do a live birth on the podcast, you know, but I don't think Mrs. Pancho appreciates the amount of popularity that this would bring to the episode. <laughs> but nevertheless, we will see what stupidity is ahead in the next segment. We'll see. But uh, there is something ahead of one Texas motorist who was not prepared when she was driving to a friend's house and someone randomly 
tosses a five-foot-long hunting spear through her windshield. She is Siobhan Canales, who is traveling along I-10 in San Antonio about 9.30 at night, and this metal weapon comes smashing through her front windshield, according to police. Well, fortunately, the spear was stopped by her steering wheel. (laughs) Canales was not injured. She said she even never saw the suspect. Here she is talking about everything that happened. It was a pretty scary event. I was not expecting that. It came in right here. So the spare handle was probably sticking about out about that much. It was not, you know, road rage or anything. This was unprovoked uh, and just completely random. I think they're trying to intentionally hurt somebody. I'm just thankful to be alive because, I mean, I have I have kids. Ms. Chavon tells News 4 San Antonio, somebody knows something and I'm hoping somebody comes forward because that is so dangerous. Because if it's not me... It's going to be somebody else. She posted on TikTok after this terrifying ordeal that shows this massive five-foot spear protruding from the front passenger side of her gray car with the sharpened tip lodged into the steering wheel. The front seats were littered with broken glass. She says, so yeah, I almost died. Somebody threw a spear through my car tonight. It went into my steering wheel and everything. She posted a second clip showing a stunned police officer removing the spear from the car and holding it up for the camera. The officer holding the weapon said it didn't feel that heavy, maybe five or six pounds, but he did note that it could have had a significant distance and traveled quite far distance if it were thrown. So apparently it was was definitely done that. I'm not sure how far it went, but wow. Not every day you just drive along the highway and almost get impaled by a spear. It's not like that we're living with the Aborigines anywhere, you know? I mean, really, I have to worry about DUIs out on the road. I never have to worry about spears being thrown at me. But look, if you are stupid enough to go out doing some drinking and go out and drive drunk while you're doing it, I guess you're not smart enough to dress appropriately for an encounter with the cops such as the case with a 41-year-old Florida man wearing a T-shirt that says, emblazoned on the front, I'm the reason the beer's always gone. He was charged with the DUI when the deputy said he was driving about three times over the legal limit. Marion County Sheriff's deputies were conducting radar enforcement of the area of Marion Oaks Boulevard and Marion Oaks Manor in Ocala, Florida. While they were on their shift, this orange pickup comes barreling past the patrol car, The incident was all caught on the dash cam. Radar confirmed the vehicle was doing 89 miles an hour in a 45 zone. Well, the deputy activated the emergency lights and sirens, conducted the traffic stop, and found the driver of the truck, who was later identified as James Ricks Jr., tried to flee from the deputy, then turned off the lights on his truck, turned on to Southwest 32nd Circle in hopes of trying to elude the pursuit, but it didn't work. The deputy caught up with him. Body camera video shows deputies conducting the DUI traffic stop on Ricks. And, well, the deputy said he could smell the alcohol from Ricks's breath. And, well, he was obviously unsteady on his feet, too. And during the stop, Ricks could be seen wearing that T-shirt. I'm the reason the beer's always gone. <laughs> right there on the front. Ricks provided breath samples of two or .204 and .200 about three times over the legal limit, and charged then with DUI and fleeing to elude a law enforcement officer. 
Of course, on the plus side, when he's locked up, the beer won't be gone. <laughs> yeah, his t-shirt was absolutely awesome, frankly. Which is why it's such a shame that he's going to have to swap it now for the, one of those boring old orange jumpsuits. You know? But seriously, I mean, can you imagine actually owning a t-shirt like that? It's easily the first sign that AA is probably right for you. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's a Labor Day weekend. Going to be a lot of all kinds of, um, you know, Labor Day foods, namely hot dogs, hamburgers, but I'm sure there'll be a few pizzas uh, tossed around as well. And if you've ever thought of ordering pizza with pineapple on top and the division that would cause with people in your tribe, wait till you hear what the folks at DiGiorno is cooking up. Following the viral success of their hashtag pickle pizza, that was a hashtag that had more than 16 million views on TikTok so far. The fine folks at DiGiorno thought it would be a clever idea to bring that creation to life. But instead of just uh, presenting a pizza that would surely enrage people that think pickles have no business on pizza, the brand is splitting this pizza 50-50, topping the opposite side with pineapple. <laughs> because... Sure, let's make everybody mad while we're at it. According to a statement provided to Food & Wine, the pizza's made with a hand-tossed crust, creamy garlic sauce, mozzarella cheese, and all the important toppings. And while I'd love to say that, you know, we all get to try it, we can't. Well, that's because DiGiorno knows that this is just too explosive for a true mass-market release. So instead, the folks at DiGiorno will give people a chance to snag one frozen pizza for free at shopdigiorno.goodness.com via the weekly drops. Now, the pies will be limited to one pie per person while supplies last. Wonder if you think they'll ever run out. And the shipping will only be available within the U.S. I'm very sure these pickle and pineapple frozen pizzas will be snapped up like crazy. And if you're somebody that just absolutely loves this pizza topping combination, you can score some pineapple pickle pizza merch along with those pizza pickle pies or pickle pizza pies or something. That would include genuinely snazzy bucket hats, shirts, and of course, uh, pickleball paddles, of course. Somehow this isn't the only wild creation to come out of the DiGiorno's headquarters of late. Uh, and about, about a year ago, the brand released Eggs Benedict-inspired sausage and gravy and cinnamon roll breakfast pizzas. And even more recently, they dropped the news that pizza vending machines will dispense fully cooked DiGiorno pizzas at places like Walmart and eventually on college campuses around the country. And Lord knows how that's going to go over. However, you'll have to uh, BYOP, that is, bring your own pickles for that one if you want. So, but we'll see how that goes. Well, maybe pizza is not your particular desire. Maybe you just prefer for a lovely evening at Olive Garden. That's one of my wife's favorite go-to places. So, needless to say, I can't wait to tell her this story. There's an Oakland uh, County man in Michigan. He's a 54-year-old man who is suing Olive Garden for more than $25,000 because he claims he found in his bowl of minestrone soup a rat's foot. 
This was at a Metro Detroit location of Olive Garden. Thomas Howey filed the lawsuit after he visited Olive Garden there on Van Dyke Avenue in Warren, Michigan, with some friends between 6 and 6.30 p.m. Now, he says that I felt something stab me in the mouth. I wasn't sure the first thought it was a needle. Uh, By the way, if you're a little squeamish, you might want to either pause this or fast forward it. But according to the lawsuit, as Howie was eating his bowl of minestrone, he felt this stabbing pain in his mouth. And when he tried to swallow, he realized an object was hooked to the inside of his cheek. Ew! And said he threw up at the booth. He recalled, regurgitated and leaned over to the side and found the wall. Yep, once I realized that that thing was in my mouth and I was chewing. He then spit out the object and realized it was a rat's hairy and clawed leg when he looked at his napkin. And of course, seeing the leg, you know what that did? He threw up again. Yep, one of his friends asked for a manager. So when a manager came to the table, the manager said he didn't know what he could do. And he tried to take the rat's foot away, according to the lawsuit. Now, a second employee also believing to be a manager, comes over to the table and commented, Huh, that's funny. We don't even put meat in the minestrone. Well, Howie then said he called the Warren Police Department and later visited urgent care. He goes on to say, I went to the doctors and got a tetanus shot and some antibiotic mouth rinse. The lawsuit says Howie got little sleep that night and in the following days past the incident, he felt nauseated. He had diarrhea felt that he couldn't eat anything except crackers. In the weeks and months after, he suffered from increased anxiety and depression, felt like he couldn't eat meat and stopped going to restaurants unless he could see the food being prepared with his own eyes. Now, an inspection by the health department didn't happen until two days after Howie had found that rat's leg in his soup. But a company spokesperson for Olive Garden said a health inspection was done shortly after and nothing was found to be in violation, nor did the restaurant ever have issues with rats. Now, Rich Jeffers, a spokesperson for Olive Garden, said, we have no reason to believe that there is any validity to this claim. Jeffers also said the company is committed to refuting the claims in court. So the question is, did it really happen or was it a plant? And if it was a plant, what kind of a sicko would plant a rat's foot in his own bowl of minestrone and then chew it up? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, sounds like something that probably should be on TikTok. But there is something on TikTok right now that's causing the internet to lose its mind. Well, there's so many things that causes the internet to lose its mind on TikTok. This is just one more. There's a couple in California who's getting plenty of feedback about their bedtime habits. One in particular, Angelina Murphy, she shared in this TikTok post, quote, We do not have a regular side of the bed that we sleep on. Last night, I slept on one side. The night before, for about two or three nights in a row, I slept on the other side. It's never discussed. We just randomly pick a side where we sleep. Now, Angelina, who got married to her husband, Skylar, earlier in the year, 
goes on to say, and whenever this has come up in conversation, people act like that's the craziest thing they've ever heard. But I don't know. We just never picked a side of the bed. So I'm bringing it to TikTok to see if it is as actually as crazy as everybody says it is. Well, since she posted that little video, the video has gotten over a million views, as well as thousands of comments where most users shared that they found the couple's routine strange. One particular comment said, I'm single and I have my side of the bed. While another says, bro, my cat has a specific side. Another comment says, I think I'm even more surprised that you found each other and are both okay with this. And yet another one jokes, do you guys sleep in jeans as well? Well, Angelina tells ABC News in an interview that of the 8,800 or more comments, less than 1% agreed with the couple's sleeping arrangement. Now, her husband goes on to say, after like the third news article, we're like, oh, maybe there's something non-conventional about this habit we have. (laughs) Well, of course, dog owners around America were like, I don't see a problem here. Sure, you know, your pooch might totally take over the bed. But look, if you're married, it's not like you're using it for anything but sleeping anyway, right? Okay. Well, we were talking earlier about uh, a DUI, right? A guy who gets DUI with his uh, appropriately uh, labeled T-shirt. Well, let's um, talk about this guy. Um I mean, say what you will about this guy. You might say he's still a kid at heart. He's a 51-year-old guy named John McKee. He got arrested in Indiana for driving under the influence. But the story for him is not exactly um, what he was wearing, but what he was driving. The cop pulls him over around 9 o'clock at night when they saw him driving down the road in a power wheel. It happened in Vincennes, Indiana, right on the border with Illinois, which is also, by the way, the hometown for the legendary comic Red Skelton. Now, they haven't released a photo of it, but it was like a power wheel Jeep, you know, the kind that you might have had when you were like five. Probably the same kind of vehicle that my great nephew has at his house and rides around, you know, there in Jacksonville, Florida. Well, the cop noted that the power wheel was kind of hard to see because, well, it didn't have any lights or reflectors. So, again, uh, just to be clear, not street legal. He got arrested after he failed a sobriety test. Then they tested him at the hospital. There they found that he had meth in his system. Hmm, That's always nice. Now he's facing charges for operating a vehicle while intoxicated, and the punishment could be stiffer than usual. Uh... He has a previous conviction for it as well. Uh, Yes. Well, obviously that's a strange sight to see a man driving down the road in a power wheel. But nothing is as strange as what the police in Fairfax County, Virginia, saw. They are on the lookout for the bird bandit. (laughs) Police said the suspect in this particular case displayed a knife and robbed somebody of an undisclosed amount of money at a McDonald's in the Seven Corners area of Virginia, according to the Washington Post. He's easy to identify, too. Now, he wasn't driving a power wheel. He actually was driving a Ford SUV. He wears a black hat. 
but he also had three parrots riding on his hat and shoulder. Here's Sergeant David Kroll talking about the bird bandit. This can't be real. It's hard to fathom that somebody would commit such a crime of that nature with three birds and wearing what they were wearing. Definitely a rare occurrence. That's the suspect recently caught on camera in the McDonald's drive through The employee is clearly in amazement that a parrot is just hanging out on the driver's side window of the SUV. Oh, by the way, the guy loves to rev up the truck at the McDonald's drive through too. Well, the suspect, he's described as a Hispanic man in his late 20s or maybe early 30s. Uh, surveillance video um, from a nearby 7-Eleven showed the man with these two birds on his hat and the third bird on his shoulder. Actually, I think we have a... <clears throat> um, quote-unquote, exclusive audio from that security footage of the parrots. Hello? Ah! What you doing? Ah, your money or your life? Are you a pretty bird? Pretty bird. I will cut you. Bird. Pretty bird. Daddy's wearing a hat. <laughs> pretty boy. Now that's a knife. Blue Ford SUV. Mickey D's Bird Bandit. Bye-bye. Now, police say the suspect left the area in that blue SUV. NBC Washington notes that uh, since the man's feathered companions weren't present during the McDonald's robbery, they may actually be innocent. Jeez. Look, look, I, 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 we know Hollywood is desperate, but this might be the lamest Pirates of the Caribbean sequel yet. It might actually be the most offensive thing to happen in McDonald's involving birds. Well, that, that is, unless you actually eat the McChicken, of course. Well, we were talking earlier about uh, pickles on your pizza. Here's something that you may not have even thought of when thinking about pickles. Something you may not even thought of, even noticed when you're looking at a pickle jar. Somebody on TikTok pointed out that the jars of pickles almost never have the word pickles on the label. And right now you're going, you know, I think that's right. Most big brands like Clawson and Vlasic say things like kosher dill spears or bread and butter slices. But the word pickles is nowhere to be found on the label. Now TikTok is calling it Picklegate and people have been offering up explanations, of course. Uh, we got a clip of somebody bringing up the issue and Rachel Stonecraft on TikTok with some theories on what's going on. It doesn't actually say the word pickle anywhere on here. Some comments said it's because pickling is the process, not the food. But the word pickle itself is specifically defined as pickled cucumbers, so that's not it. So what is the reason? The FDA has something called Standards of Identity, or SOIs. SOIs are guidelines that certain foods have to meet, like what ingredients a food must contain, portion of ingredients, and even production methods. Pickles have to meet the FDA's standards for acidified foods. So either their pickles don't meet the standards, or they decide that if they just left the word pickle off the packaging entirely, they'd be able to avoid violating the numerous regulations no matter how they change. Well, it turns out none of these theories are right. Somebody asked the big pickle brands to comment. The real reason you don't see the word pickles on jars of pickles is they just don't think it's necessary. It's a glass jar. You can see the pickles inside. Vlasic says there's limited space on the label, so they prefer to, quote, clearly communicate the form and flavor inside each jar. 
Now, Clausen and other brands basically said the same thing. But there's one brand of pickles called Grillo's Pickles. They do use the word pickle on its jar. Their VP of branding said that even he never noticed other companies shying away from the word. Hmm. Well, now you know. It's, um, I guess, something you would probably expect from Captain Obvious. <laughs> well, here's something I wasn't expecting, but I'm not surprised that it's finally arrived. We now have pumpkin spice season. It's pretty much now in vogue since Starbucks brought their PSL back to the menu, pumpkin spice latte. But this is even more exciting than the pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Now, a totally different orifice can enjoy the fall flavors, or in this case, scent. We now have pumpkin spice butt wipes. They are now a thing that exists. <laughs> the company called Dude Wipes is making them. And, well, guess what they're calling them? They're calling them Dumpkin Spice Wipes. Yeah. <laughs> According to the description, they're designed to, quote, keep your butt cozy with a pumpkin spice-inspired mix of clove, nutmeg, and other fall scents. They posted a picture of a pumpkin with the date 9-5-23 carved in it. I'm guessing that's probably when they're going to officially drop. But you can already buy them on Amazon. It's actually something Dude Wipes joked about a few years ago. They actually posted a fake po photo of pumpkin spice butt wipes back in 2019. So I guess corporate decided the world is finally ready for the real thing. Just imagine you come out of the bathroom smelling like pumpkin spice and you're all nice and fresh. <laughs> well, you know, if you had a swamp butt, I guess that's one way of taking care of it and still being seasonal. Well, if you're going to rob a bank, you better make sure you are at least, you know, smelling good, okay? There are people out there that do create some pretty elaborate schemes when it comes to robbing banks. But then there is this guy who had a had zero plan. Uh, he's a 56-year-old man in Trumbull, Connecticut, named Robert Withington. Now, Robert's been charged with larceny because he saw this big bag of money sitting outside of a bank. Now, what would you do if you saw a big bag of money sitting outside of a bank? Well, he picks it up and then walks off with it. It was a bank deposit bag with the bank's insignia, and the money accidentally was dropped by an employee of Trumbull's tax collector's office. There was about $5,000 in cash inside. Well, the police investigated and determined that Robert had taken it. He later admitted that he was at the bank and he saw the bag and he walked off with it. He said he figured it was finder's keepers and he had no obligation to return it. Now, that might work if you found a $20 bill on the sidewalk, which could have been dropped by virtually anyone, right? But this bag clearly belonged to the bank, and there were documents inside that showed the money was tax funds from the town of Trumbull. <sighs> okay. Well, I look, 
no brains, no headaches. <laughs> well, a different kind of bag also got a man in trouble at the Harry Reid International Airport in Las Vegas, Nevada. There, a man was arrested by the TSA officials who say they found cocaine in his luggage, according to the police documents. TSA officers found six plastic-wrapped packages hidden within the clothes in the bag belonging to Mark Washington, who's a man in his late 20s, according to the arrest report from the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police. The report said that Washington was on an airplane bound for Cleveland just after 11 p.m. when an LVMPD officer arrested him and escorted him to an LVMPD substation. Now, According to the uh, report, Washington said he was unaware of any illegal items inside the suitcase and that his friend packed his bag for him. A likely story. Um, after police conducted a field narcotics test, they said they confirmed the substance was approximately 15.6 pounds of cocaine. The report said that because Washington possessed over a 1,000 grams of coke, he was arrested in charge of trafficking, as well as an additional charge of transporting a controlled substance. And he was booked into the Clark County Detention Center and now set to appear in court. No word, though, if he, he got to make that one phone call to the friend that packed his bag. You ever heard of um, Tough Mudder competitions? These uh, tough mudder competition, they go, it goes, it takes place out in California in Sonoma, Sonoma County. Now, they had one recently, and it may have sickened hundreds, according to an updated report on the event, where participants claim they smelled cow manure on the muddy, wet field. Nicole Villagram, she developed a rash after participating in the event, and she told ABC News, there were a few times during the race where I could smell cow manure. You wake up the next day, and you're like, what is all this on my arm? Like, what is going on here? And it's on both arms. That's where I was digging and doing my army crawls, and it is on the inside of my knees where I was pushing off as well. Well... Now, a Tough Mudder race, in case you didn't know, it's a collaborative obstacle course challenge where participants attempt these boot camp-style hurdles, but they do it in mud and murky water. TikToker Lindsay Sermon, who participated in the Tough Mudder challenge, shared a video of a rash-covered knees, and she wrote, had a blast at Tough Mudder Sonona, but little did we know that chills, fever, body aches, headache, and infection would follow. We hosed off, changed clothes, and then showered well after, she wrote in the TikTok caption. After doctor's visits, we were on antibiotics and topicals. Simon also pointed out, I mean, it's in the mud. I get that. ABC News reports that now that at least 350 people who participated in that event have become sick. Their symptoms actually were so severe, ranging from skin rashes to vomiting, it prompted the county health department to issue an advisory. The Tough Mudder race involved extensive skin exposure to mud. Most affected persons have pustular rash. That's um, rashes with pus-filled blisters. Fever, um, myalgias, uh, which is muscle pain, and headache. Now, the advisory from the Sonoma County Department of Health Services was saying that the 
um, symptoms could have a wide range of cases, some potentially deadly, although there have been no reports of fatalities from the Sonoma County event. It says the, the symptoms could be indicative of a minor illness called swimmer's itch, but they can also indicate a high staph infection or other more serious bacterial infections such as areomonas. Swimmer's itch, by the way, is caused by microscopic parasites in water, according to the CDC. It's a bit uncomfortable, but it can be treated at home with like corticortisone cream. Staph infections, though, can actually be deadly, according to the Mayo Clinic. While symptoms vary, staph usually presents with pus-filled boils and a painful rash called impetigo and then cellulitis. If the staph bacteria enters the bloodstream, well, it could cause a deep infection known as bacteria, bacteriomia, uh, which can impact internal organs and your muscles. Now, while staph is generally treated with antibiotics, the Mayo Clinic points out that antibiotic-resistant strains of staph may require intravenous antibiotics. Imagine doing your mud crawl with mud mixed with cow poop. Yay. Well, imagine trying to conceive repeatedly, diligently, for four years and not having any success. It's traumatic on a, on a couple, especially a young couple who's hoping to start a family. It's frustrating. There's a Chinese couple who tried for years to conceive. They were flummoxed after discovering they'd been having sex the wrong way the whole time, according to a now-resurfaced report that's making the rounds on digital media. Obstetrician Liu Hongmai says four years of marriage and neither the husband nor the wife knew how to get pregnant. The uh, obstetrician saw the flustered couple from Jizhou province, was talking to Giyang Daily News of this rare nil-conceived attempt, according to the Daily Mirror. He says, uh, she said that couples so lacking in general knowledge are very rare. The married pair, by the way, was 24 and 26 years old, respectively. They'd sought out medical attention after they were unable to get pregnant, despite making whoopee on the reg for four straight years. Now, uh, Hong Mai goes on to say the couple were very young. The man's 26, the woman's 24. They were very healthy, but despite being married for four years, couldn't conceive. And their family was giving them a lot of stress because of it. Now, the obstetrician realized something was awry because the woman said that intercourse was, quote, unusually painful, but she powered through it with the hopes of hitting that prenatal pay dirt. Now, thinking that maybe the girl had an underlying condition, Dr. Liu ran a few tests, but that revealed something far more shocking. The woman was a virgin. Liu's experience, let's just call it that, prompted her to then inspect the woman's anus. Yes, you know where this is going. And she discovered that their inability to conceive was due to the simple fact they'd mistakenly been engaging in anal sex for four years. <laughs> I'll give you a moment to ponder that. 
This uh, boudoir backfire might seem easily avoidable, but as Dr. Liu claims, it is not that uncommon for people to lack or even have misconceptions regarding sexual knowledge. This reminds me of my first roommate when I moved to Pennsylvania 30-plus years ago who was convinced that babies were born through a woman's belly button. And I'm not making that up. I had a very, very heated argument with this guy to let him know babies do not come from a woman's belly button. Well, in order to remedy this couple's sexual illiteracy, the good doctor gives the couple a sex education handbook as well as some guidelines on how to correctly slay it in the sack. And lo and behold, her carnal curriculum paid dividends. The wife became pregnant a few months later, after which the couple notified the now-retired clinician and sent her former hospital a live chicken and 100 eggs, since, well, like the hen, they had finally figured out how to have a good lay. (laughs) Did I mention this podcast is all about stupidity? (laughs) And now, here's the star of The Price is Right, Well, if there ever was a show highlighting stupidity, it's those popular game shows that bring out ordinary people doing stupid things on national TV. Of course, the longest-running show is The Price is Right, and its legendary host, Bob Barker, who recently left this earth, passing away of natural causes. Now, he was 99 years old. Yes, and the joke is all over the internet, saying that Bob came as close as he could to 100 without going over. Yes, uh, Barker, by the way, spent a decade in radio before he was named the host of the game show, The Price is Right. That's right. Actually, before that, he hosted a show called Truth or Consequences. That was in 1956, and he stayed with that show until 1975. I used to come home from school and watch Bob Barker in black and white on Truth or Consequences. It was a great show. But even though the show went until 1975, in 1972, he joined a revival of The Price is Right, where he hosted that one until he retired in 2007. Now, Barker had a long history of handling contestants who were a bit too enthusiastic or just downright stupid. Barker's professionalism goes back to the very first contestant that he ever brought up for that pricing game back in 1972. Meet an exuberant lady named Connie, who grinned and squealed through a game of any number as she won a new Chevrolet Vega. We have our four bids, and here is the actual retail price of the fur coat. $595, and Connie is our winner. Come right on up here, Connie. Come right up here with me. Here you go, Connie. Come right around here. That's a girl. Up these steps. Right over to that podium. Oh, yes, Connie. I I get the impression you're happy. One more number and you own the car. One more number, you own the range. What number do you want, Connie? 
Six. Six. Let's see number six. Board, will you please, so we'll see that all the digits are indeed there. Honey, you won a lot of prizes. We may have you back in our showcase at the end of the show. You stick around. We've just got started. Stick around. Right after this message, we'll have more of the new prices, right? Well, after Bob retired, he was replaced, you know, by Drew Carey. Bob also was famously remembered when he delivered that beatdown to Adam Sandler in the 1996 comedy Happy Gilmore. Who could forget that? They won a 1996 MTV Movie Award for the Best Fight. Well, over his career, he has actually won 15 Emmys, received a Lifetime Achievement Award for the Daytime Emmys, and was included in the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame. He was also an animal rights activist who spent years urging us to have your pets spayed and neutered. Well, interestingly enough, Bob and, well, the late Betty White were alike in many ways. So you would think it would be natural for that they'd be best friends, right? Not so. I mean, they were both as devoted to animals as they were to performing, but these TV icons would find themselves sparring over an elephant. About two years after Barker retired, the Los Angeles Zoo was in the midst of constructing a large forested habitat that would expand the living space for its Asian elephant named Billy. <clears throat> Well, Barker was among the group of celebrities protesting the project, saying Billy needs to be transferred to an animal sanctuary. But Betty, who worked for the zoo, worked with the zoo very closely, supported the work they were doing with Billy. Well, that controversy over Billy the elephant, the beloved Asian elephant, drove a permanent wedge before, between Bob and Betty. <clears throat> Barker fought to have Billy transferred to a sanctuary where he would be given more freedom to roam, while Betty argued the zoo was giving him appropriate care. Now, according to the now-archived game show Blogs, uh, Barker was allegedly so irate over the issue, he threatened to actually sit out the 2009 Game Show Awards, a Game Show Network special where he was going to get honors. Now, as far as that can be determined... Bob and Betty never reconciled before their deaths. <clears throat> now, PETA remembered Bob Barker as one of the first stars to go vegetarian more than 30 years ago who urged families to stay away from SeaWorld <clears throat> and demanded the closure of cruel bear pits masquerading as tourist attractions. Adam Sandler, actually, when he learned of the passing of Bob Barker, posted a tribute saying, The man, the myth, the best. Such a sweet, funny guy to hang out with. Loved talking with him. Loved laughing with him. Loved him kicking the crap out of me. He will be missed by everyone I know. Heartbreaking day. Love to Bob and always his family. Thanks for all you gave us. And then Drew Carey, the new host of The Price is Right, said, Very sad day for The Price is Right family and animal lovers around the world. <clears throat> there hasn't been a day on set that I didn't think of Bob Barker and thank him. I will carry his memory in my heart forever. Um... And by the way, CBS did a very nice tribute special to Bob Barker and The Price is Right. And you can still watch those old great reruns of Bob Barker on um, Pluto TV, I believe. So, which is kind of cool. And here's an interesting podcast program note. You probably know the intro that we use for the Insane Game Show. That's kind of a subtle tribute to that legendary game show host as 
it's being used um, for the Insane Game Show, but that's actually the actual theme from his very first game show, Truth or Consequences. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, And by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, uh, you survived the, the hurricane, and you've, uh, I, I mean, that hurricane didn't scare that baby out of Mrs. Poncho. I mean, I don't know. You, you know, Mrs. Poncho was, was literally looking up forums about, uh, like, nurses that yeah. are basically, like, superstitious, because most nurses are, I'm learning. <laughs> and um, it, it's, uh, you know, they're saying that they see, like, hurricane babies and full moon babies. Uh, we, and so we, like, and we had both i know it was a super moon and a hurricane on the same day i was like it's foolproof still no baby <laughs> um you know we, we've been doing a lot of walking the last couple of days um, oh, and my gosh. we're just like man uh, i don't know i'm i'm hoping it, it's it, i'm hoping yeah. that they're born tomorrow um <laughs> by september 1st just yeah. for the ease of like school wise because i think True. the cutoff is after September 1st. Oh. Uh, and I don't want them to have to wait like a whole extra year, you know, for like college or something. I'd rather them be younger, yeah. having to yeah. be smarter to compete with the older kids. And uh, right, uh, But right. I mean, if we're homeschooling, it doesn't matter. We put them at whatever pace we want anyways. Yeah, yeah, so, right. right. I, was say, I, I, I was a late baby, so therefore I was the same way. You know, I, I, I didn't make the school cutoff. You know, like I said, I, I, I could texted you earlier. It would be, I, I even did a poll, my coworkers at the radio station. We all agree it would be great if she goes into labor during this recording, she comes busting into the room, cussing and screaming, telling you to get her to the hospital right now. <laughs> oh, man, it would be that would be awesome. Uh, I, I don't see the cussing and screaming thing, but um, yeah, yeah. But uh, see, it, it would literally make it go she, viral. She will be relieved. I, I assure well, you, she will be relieved. If yes. That happened. She yes. says each morning she wakes up not feeling like she's in active labor. It feels like yeah. a gut punch. 
Oh, wow. Yes, yes. So, well, needless to say, Florida pretty much had all the news this week. You oh, know? Yeah. And I will say hurricane-wise, it, it, like, it wobbled and bounced completely around us. So wow. we just had like a windy day with a little bit of rain, not, not much. Nope. Um, wow. So it, was yeah. not, it wasn't much at all. But I yeah. did have to take precautions because they will close the bridges down. Um, yeah. And so I like if, if the wind is uh, at a sustained 45 mile per hour or above, yeah. we'll close the, the bridge down. And we need like we live right next to the bridge. And that's that's the only way to get to our hospital. So we had to go to a different one that, you know, we don't like. So we I went ahead and worked. I brought my, my work computer and everything over to my family's place. Uh, my parents' place and had to work from across town just to yeah. make sure. Um, so everything about this, like this, uh, I guess, pregnancy has been inconvenient. Uh, wow. You know, yeah. this past yeah. week or so. Our fridge yeah. being broken to right. Uh, right. hurricanes and stuff. Wow. Yeah, that's right. You just, you pretty much, you. this is like, you know, the, the typical young uh, homeowner couples starting a family that's having everything thrown at them at once, including the kitchen sink and a hurricane. No, no, <laughs> you know, no. you got the air conditioner, the refrigerator, the the hurricane, the the pregnant wife, and I mean, it's it's crazy. Oh yeah, it's like, like, hey, life is good still. So um, it, no, it's, uh, things could be worse. Uh, I, I will like I, I just opened up my first bottle of kombucha here. Oh and, yes, uh, there is because, some uh, some. Some reason yeah. to rejoice. So you've got the no, kombucha. I, I say, um, it does taste <laughs> good. It's not as bubbly or carbonated as I was hoping. So I, wow. I've got a little bit of, um, I guess, experimentation to do uh, so. for, for getting it. Maybe I just need to leave it sit longer than um, to carbonate. Because I, I, I didn't want, yeah. but I didn't want was it exploding on me when I opened it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what was my next question was, what sort of mm. tweaking will you have to do to make it to be just right? I, I'm thinking, like, I'll probably add a little bit of fruit, fruit juice or like a nectar or something in next okay. time yeah. maybe get like yeah. some guava uh, nectar and some passion fruit nectar and kind uh-huh. of mix those two a little bit in each bottle that would give it more sugar for the yeah. um the, the culture to kind of consume and and yeah. you know the the byproduct of of the bacteria in the drink eating the sugar is basically carbon dioxide and so right maybe there's not enough sugar left in it uh, to get that and um, also good as me, I need to leave it sit longer. Uh, I let True. it sit for about three to four days. And I think they usually say three to five days. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's an early, you know, it's my first uh, ferment. So maybe, maybe the, the culture will become you know, a little more active uh, yeah. as it grows. I've got yeah. a gallon and a half fermenting behind me now. Uh. <laughs> and uh, so this is just the beginning. I will uh, say it tastes like apple cider when I'm drinking right now. Oh, well, that's, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. But I mean, like I said, you start off, you know, and uh, tweak it here and there pretty soon. We'll, we'll be, uh, you know, going to the store here at the local grocery store and picking up uh, Pancho's kombucha here pretty soon. You'll have your own bottling company. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, we gotta, like, I feel like you got to come up with like a cheesy name for these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I yeah. guess I'll, I'll come up with, with how to do that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, well, you know, uh, in the in the the first segment here of, of this week's podcast, I just I I could tell, I sent you the link. I wished you could have been able to read the the story about the poor Chinese couple who tried for four years to conceive unsuccessfully. Did you actually oh read? Gosh. I I completely forgot to uh, give that a read. Um, oh, I need to check oh. it out. 
You, yeah, well, you, you definitely have to read it to Mrs. Poncho as she's recovering. Because uh, what, what what were they doing that we made it incorrect, quote unquote? Well, l- l- <laughs> or was it where they were putting it? it uh, let, let's just say he wasn't aiming correctly. <laughs> so so, so <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right there. All right. They, oh, what, what, once they figured out exactly the right um, the, the the right docking angle, let's just put it that way. <laughs> they were able to okay. conceive perfectly. It's a, it's, so it's a docking angle. You're you I mean, yes. but like they were at least in the right dock, right? Well, well, not necessarily. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> so she she did say we're, we're that not talking like bud stuff or something are we oh oh yes we are actually <laughs> four, four years of anal sex is what they had instead of oh, getting this so my gosh <laughs> so and yeah the, that, you know, the, the wife there's like well i guess if we, if we gotta have a baby then i mean uh, this is what we gotta do uh yeah um, exactly exactly so but but yeah, that you you need you need to read the story to Mrs. Poncho because maybe she'll be laughing so hard it'll force the baby out. That might be pretty. <laughs> she, you know. I don't know. She doesn't have the same sense of humor I have. She, she would probably be a little grossed out. Oh yeah. Well, that, let me ask you though. I mean, I I we we I told you about this story that we're kind of leading off with. Have you been able to look over this? Uh, what this lady did with their dog in San Diego, and have you been able to maybe to train your dog to, to do the same thing? Just a little bit. Now, training my dog to do this, absolutely not. Um, okay, all right. I've got and I've got a smart dog, but yeah. uh, if I told my dog to do anything, he would probably just run frantically and try to find the right toy to bring to me, so okay. he can just play more fetch. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. I will say this is kind of like the equivalent of your wife. Like, uh, you know, a guy would teach their dog to bring him a beer. And yeah. I guess this is what happens if the wife teaches the dog how to do something. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Or bring, have, teach the dog to bring the guy his slippers. His slippers, his kombucha. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, well, b- before uh, we get into the stories, what, what's going on up in your neck of the woods? Not a whole lot. I mean, except the fact that the weather has been spectacular i mean it's like sunny and 75 up here today we're gonna have a nice warm labor day weekend you know the hurricane brought some good weather down here when it came to dropping the temperature about 10 or more degrees yeah which is nice right now the next week we're going to get back up at around 90 so we'll be suffering up here again for the last you know first week of september but uh, no uh, actually what uh, me and uh, the 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 wife are going to be doing this weekend we're going to our favorite bed and breakfast it's uh located uh in like bedford county pennsylvania down in southern part of the state and we kind of discovered it you know because we like going to a different bed and breakfast and this is one it's got like a historical thing to it. it's over 200 years old it's where general george washington headquartered during the whiskey rebellion is, so, is this one also haunted didn't you say the haunted is, one Yes, this is one of the 10 most haunted bed and breakfasts in Pennsylvania. So maybe we'll get to see an apparition this weekend. I don't know. I, um, I, I'm looking forward to uh, ghost stories from you next week. Well, yeah. Uh, what I want to do, 
see is to is to record you know call i'd like maybe record this on my mem voice memo recorder on my phone and just record saying my wife's name in like a real demonic voice you know and then set that as an alarm to go off to use that sound for the alarm like at 2 30 in the morning and stick my phone in like a bedside drawer somewhere and so she can't tell where is like the witching hour or is it three o'clock Two o'clock, o'clock, right? And then just have it go because I'll never hear it. I'll sleep through it, but she oh, yeah, will. Yeah, I'm the same way. And of course, I know that if I did that, there'd probably be divorce papers filed the next day. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Or, or maybe you would be murdered, and then you yeah, may, be yeah. left to forever haunt that place. As I well. would be. I would become a haunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but that uh, might not be a bad thing. I guess if you if you get murdered in a haunted bed and breakfast, I'll I'll come up and pay you a yearly visit. How about that? That would be yes, okay. And bring yeah. your Ouija board. You can call me up from the no, dead no, or no, something. No. No, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess with any of that. So if I bring okay. that up, I, I might think I'm talking to you. And, and yeah, oh, and that's true. That that oh yeah, it's yeah, um, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, so that's what we're going to be doing this weekend, at least. Oh, man. Well, that, that sounds awesome. Um, if you're new to the podcast, uh, welcome. Uh, this is the Poncho Guedo Hour. Uh, Eric sends me uh, headlines. I pick out what I think are the best ones. Uh, and then we spitball these back and forth to each other. Um, sometimes we use real spit. <laughs> sometimes we do. Um, oh man. Yeah. So, um, I guess we'll jump in here. I, I will say I'm, I'm very confident, um, though losing confidence daily that by, by this time next week, I, I yeah. will not be a two time, uh, father. Um, yes. Yes. Know, I don't know. Do, do you get like an I, award? Maybe, maybe my well, child is the trophy for that. Well, I'm going to think this time next week, if it would, I think you're going to have a baby, whether the baby wants to come or not. That's what I, I'm thinking. I, I think so too. And we're trying to really not do the inducing thing. Cause I hear yeah. that is where labor is more painful, right? right? It's like you, your body going zero to 60 instead of yes. easing into it all. So, so we're really exactly. trying to avoid that. And we've been doing all kinds of different steps to do that. And I guess end of the day, it really is just God's timing. So that's um, right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, was it man's plans? I, there, there's some kind well, of quote somewhere. Well, about, I mean, from what I understand, yeah. I mean, at least what, the, what I understood was, you know, this is how we got our belly buttons is whenever God lined all the babies up in heaven and poked them in the belly and went, you're done, you're done, you're done, you're done. <laughs> so oh, maybe. maybe Maybe I missed something in sex ed or something. I don't know, but never. Oh, no, right? This is, is this before or after the stork drops them off? Well, no, this was after my dad told me about the birds and the bees, and the next day a bee stung me, and for nine months I went around thinking I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, you know what? I, uh, I guess the wasp I had to kill that was in our house earlier today is just uh -oh. like a form of birth control then. There you go. There you go, say. <laughs> <laughs> and, and while we're still on the topic of birthing and i think the thing i think is great about the story is because you know i'm, I'm you know hours minutes hopefully uh days away from having a another son um we've got a 31 year old woman who's about to give birth uh she trained her dog to press buttons to relay to her husband a, a, a pregnant woman's or mom's uh, wants and needs so Sheena Shaw of San Diego, California, is pregnant and is about to give birth. She's taught the couple's dog some funny tricks. 
Sean trained the three-year-old Pomeranian Husky mix, Sapphire, how to communicate with her husband, Sunit, via interactive buttons. Hmm. Uh, this is according to news uh, service SWNS. The physician uh, assistant said that Sapphire can press buttons to indicate when she, the pregnant wife, is hungry, needs water, or wants pampering. <laughs> I have a feeling that last one's going to get pressed, pressed a lot, right? Um, she said, I think it's too funny. It's like she understands it. Shaw found the buttons with the auditory component while browsing for toys and decided to buy them. Sapphire, uh, teaching Sapphire, or, or Safi uh, for short, how to push them with her paws. Shaw is due to give birth any day, uh, just like us, and is spending some time in bed resting. What? She has Safi use the buttons as a funny way to, of communicating what she needed. When Shaw says, can you tell Daddy this? Safi will run downstairs and press the corresponding buttons. <laughs> some of the buttons announce the words Mommy and Water, alerting <laughs> Shaw's husband that Mommy would like water uh, brought to her upstairs. Sean told SWS that she has a good husband. Ah, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, apparently, you know, well, like any husband, we can't read our wives' minds, though. Um, that's true. This is true. Yeah. So I guess that's why we need a dog to do it for us. Um, <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean also told Fox News Digital that she and her husband <laughs> make the videos for fun to put smiles on viewers' faces. She said, my husband and I uh, both... Are, are both healthcare professionals, and the purpose of us making these videos is to make people smile and laugh, especially when they're feeling down. The, the couple acquired Sapphire in September of 2020 and said they include her in everything they do. <laughs> oh man, the, the the line of the so far the line of the week is guys can't read women's minds, so we need a dog to do it. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's definitely the quote of the week. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <clears throat> yes well that, that's very convenient to have this you know that that and, and you know it's, it's good that mommy is being well taken care of by both the the, the doggy and the husband so but we <laughs> we've got a, a mommy here she's definitely taking care of herself maybe and maybe getting a little too much pampering okay in this situation because she's had to defend her choice of not letting her son play an expensive sport because she wants to spend the money on Botox treatments for herself. So, oh, <laughs> that's a little too much pampering, I think. I'm so, sorry, yeah, this sounds like a bad mom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She's, uh, this, she's talking to Kid Spot, okay? Uh, the parent explained that, well, she knows her decision is probably going to come across as kind of selfish and vain to some, but pointed out moms are often the first to make sacrifices. I hear this all the time. As such, she's uh, had uh, not had any second thoughts about her choice, and so she just said no to her son, and you know, she said she wished she could afford to pay for both the Botox and for his sports. But, you know, the mom of three tells the publication her son already plays two sports, and her other children have their own commitments as well. <clears throat> now, accordingly, oh, okay. she... <clears throat> now you're getting into some context, right? Yeah, so, accordingly... Yeah. You know, she should have to you know, draw the money for the sport from her Botox treatments, which cost about 63 bucks a month. She says the money would not even cover all the expenses either, as she would need to pay for the uniforms, the membership, you know, and such. So her family, who had to tighten their purse strings because of the cost of living crisis, would have to fork out additional costs, like 
you know, competitions and such. So for these reasons, mom denied her son's request and said, I absolutely love how passionate that they are about all the things they do and want nothing more than to encourage and support this, especially as they get older. But at the same time, I believe in balance, she says. So sharing a further explanation, this unnamed parent goes on to say she sees her Botox as a form of self-care, I guess. Uh, so after detailing the beauty treatment, she's going to spend the money on the mom goes on to emphasize that it makes me feel confident and happy. And I feel as if it shows other, shows in other areas of my life, you know, like parenting. Okay. So while she hopes that she can still say yes to her son in the future, it still sounds like that she doesn't regret her choice to say no at this time. And she goes, now I know some people won't understand my choice or the reasoning behind it. And it will well, probably view the whole Botox thing over kids sport as being selfish in vain, but self-care makes such a difference to your well-being. And I find as a mom, you're often, uh, you know, the first who has to make sacrifices and it's in self-care where the sacrifices come from. This is her reasoning. She goes on to say that her son, took the news well, and he just shrugged, you know, and went about his day. So apparently it didn't really bother the kid that much. It probably bothered more people online than it bothered the kid, you know. But uh, I mean, what did it didn't, seem to, didn't seem to bother the mom much either since she's had a big smile on her face ever since her first treatment. Oh, yeah, that's it, you know. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, to some degree, you kind of say, yeah, you know, mom does need to kind of do something for herself. And if the kid's already into sports to start with, I mean, I mean, really, it's not like she's depriving him from anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but of all things, like, why why Botox? I don't know. I, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, like, I, I, you know I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that... Uh, I can't see me or Mrs. Poncho ever doing the Botox cosmetic. Well, yeah, well, maybe, maybe, maybe after having three kids, she needed Botox. Yeah, that is that is possible. Um, <laughs> but uh, like you said, you know, with enough Botox treatments, uh, you're going to be smiling regardless of whether you're happy or sad. So yeah, that's true. Um, that's right. Permanent smile. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. You know, context does, um, you know, I, I guess seem to really can, can really turn a story. Uh, from you know, well, like, yeah, right, changes yeah. Per, changes perspective, you might say. Yeah, um, but like when the headline says, you know, mom tells son she won't pay for sports because she needs money for Botox. That sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but what happens when uh, when the context, you know, the is is very is, is so literal that like you you don't see it coming as well. Okay. I guess we all we've all heard of porch pirates, right? Oh, yeah, we're most, getting close to Halloween. You know what that means. Yeah. Most porch pirates, they'll lurk around, run up to the front porch, steal a package, and run off. Yeah. But this guy has a totally different uh, – had a totally different idea. There's a, a man in Georgia named Robin Swanger. He stole a neighbor's porch from the front yard. The whole porch. <laughs> so, okay. He, he's like a, 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 so a very literal porch pirate. Um <laughs> You know, which I, I think if he's got two porches now, does that make him like an admiral of porches? Yeah, um, that's true. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, that's crazy. Uh, it, it, it isn't quite um, what it sounds like, though. The property owner had removed the home from the lot and had left the porch behind. Uh, but it wasn't up for grabs. The porch was okay. on private property with no trespassing signs. Okay. It was large, about eight uh, eight by ten feet, and uh, was valued at around uh, three thousand dollars. 
As the cops were closing in on Robin, the police were called to his um, home on an allegation of domestic abuse. He was fighting with his wife and was throwing rocks at the house. It's unclear if he was standing on the porch while doing this. Robin was charged with two counts of domestic violence and felony theft for the stolen porch. The porch has been returned. Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) I've never heard of a literal porch pirate, though. Um, So I I think it's an incredible achievement, uh, personally. This guy's got to be the Captain Hook of porch pirates, I think. (laughs) Um, It's not really uh, too surprising, I think, after all that they're – there have been many arrests in Georgia lately. Yeah, well, I was even thinking that right off the bat, the fact that it did take place in Georgia. So that probably tells you something right there. And it was also a nice caveat that he was in the middle of fighting with his wife and throwing rocks at the house at the same time. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's right. Oh, okay. that, that had redneck literally written all over it. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, well... I, I, I mean, the only thing I think is like, you know, what will happen to cat burglars now that they've learned that they need to take their job description or title a little more literally? Well, they better hang on to your cats. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it's always it's always ugly to get in the middle of, you know, some kind of a scuffle or a disagreement or some kind of a fight, you know, like this kind of thing. And the last place you want to have that is on an airplane because you can make no escape. Okay, and, you know. That's why they, you know, make sure that you're when you board, you know, planes that you don't take anything dangerous into the, you know, in, in, into the the cabin when you when you go in, right? And and you know they they make sure you don't have any loaded firearms, and sometimes you have to convince them that you can take your fingernail clippers. Like who's going to do any damage with fingernail clippers? But you never know. But you know they check for things like pepper spray, and you know that they don't let pepper spray on planes even though you may use it for self-defense, and there's a reason for that. Now, there's an American Airlines flight that was going from Miami to New York. They had to make an emergency landing because one of the passengers gassed the cabin with pepper spray. Now, it's unclear exactly what happened, but according to some reports online, they said that a female passenger mistook the pepper spray for hand lotion or sanitizer. Really? Well, once the pepper spray got out, well, a lot of passengers started coughing and complaining that their eyes were irritated and they couldn't see, you know. So naturally, the flight crew was confused. So they asked everyone who knew what was going on to come forward. And one woman admitted to using the pepper spray, but claimed that it was an accident. Oh, how third grade can you get? Well, the flight was then diverted to Jacksonville. So when it landed there in Florida, the paramedics were then brought in to deal with the passengers who were affected. Now, it sounds like everybody's going to be okay, and the woman and her family were then escorted off the plane. Now, some people on board, they claim the spray was not an accident. Instead, the woman was having some kind of uh, altercation with another family across the aisle and sprayed them on purpose. Oh, gosh. So that has not been verified at at least so far. But nobody knows exactly how they got the pepper spray on the plane in the first place. I mean, you can have it in a checked bag as long as it meets, you know, your TSA requirements. But you cannot have it in carry-ons or in the cabin. And this is why. So now we got the FAA investigating it now. So, I mean... You know, breathing in pepper spray on a flight can be brutal, you know, almost as bad as 
breathing in thousands of farts that were let loose on the plane too, you know, but it's definitely not the kind of sting that you want to feel on an airplane. That's for sure. You know, that, that should only come from the cheap liquor that you're drinking on the flight. So, <laughs> right. You know, oh, man. good grief. Yeah. Imagine, you know, sitting near that couple while they're scuffling and fussing with the other passengers and then decide to spritz them with a little pepper spray. That's always lovely. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think that you can kind of request like, a, you know, with your little bag of tiny nuts and a little, little can of ginger ale, yeah. you get a little can of pepper spray with it as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, that's, that's, uh, yeah. you know, really, I, I can understand taking, you know, pepper spray on a date just in case something goes wrong, but not on a plane. I mean, I don't think that's, that's kosher. Oh yeah. Um, I, and, but I don't think that you really need uh, pepper spray. Uh, on every date that you take, uh, though, that might be overdoing it, um, especially whenever you are master dating, then you don't really need need it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Did you <yeah>. say <laughs> master dating? Ma- master dating, yeah. Okay. It's what happens after you. No, I actually no. That something else happens after you come back from a date where you weren't that you weren't on with a woman. Um, ah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I think one thing leads to the other. That's probably where the name comes from. But uh, it, it used to seem kind of sad to see someone at, out, out at like a fancy restaurant all alone. Yeah. But now people are embracing it. Apparently, the the hot new term for taking yourself out on an elaborate date. Is called master dating. Lovely. Um, oh, I know. Uh, yeah, and I, I know that a lot of people that probably a lot of people probably master date uh, on their own, you know, <laughs> with, uh, without meaning to. I guess you know they, that's probably all they've ever known. Um, oh, TikTok is all over the trend. Uh, they they um, just, uh, <laughs> but it doesn't just include dates. I guess this is oh, what I'm okay. learning. At least it, it might also involve buying yourself nice gifts, oh. uh, right? Like, you know, d- dating isn't just, you know, going somewhere together, but it's remembering uh-huh. your birthday, mm. uh, you know, getting a <laughs> gift, uh, surprising them with flowers or a meal, something. Uh-huh. So uh, even sending yourself flowers like like there. One, yeah. one expert uh, suggests sending flowers in the morning with a card that says, can't wait to see you tonight. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. Now, what I'd like yeah. to, you know, what I'd like to say is that the card would be like signed by, you know, like by your right hand or something, um, <laughs> unless you're left-handed. Then, um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. wow. You know, now my question is then, if this is the case, would you say that your dear old widowed grandfather going out to Burger King? to have breakfast by himself would he be master dating i i mean i guess so right like the, the, okay. the early bird senior special in the morning or something <laughs> I, don't um, I don't know like yeah <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I guess the, the point of it is to love you as a person and realize oh. you deserve to to go have a good time even when okay. you're not dating anyone you you really have to embrace it though. I, I I think I look I I I will never look at someone and tell them that I'm I'm a master dater. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't think it's appropriate. I guess and uh, oh, man. <laughs> but if you just end up sitting uh, at a nice restaurant feeling self conscious, I guess it, it could backfire. You know. Yeah. Um, I guess. Like I said, I, I think that at the end of the day, master dating probably just leads to masturbating because you're still yeah. not with a woman. 
That's true. Yep. And all you're doing is thinking that what you would do if you were with a woman, I guess. I, I don't no, know. No, no. But I, I don't. But I, do. I guess the difference, though, is is you know when you're master dating, you've at least got to buy yourself dinner first. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. That's right. You know, yeah. but I don't recommend going up to someone sitting alone at the table and asking if they're master dating. I, I don't recommend <laughs> that. Oh uh, yeah. That, yeah that was, I'm, I'm masticating while master dating. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be the best headline ever. If the you know the cops come up and that'll be the next one, you know the guy was had his pants down at the local McDonald's getting his jollies, and so the headline will read, you know, twenty five year old man charged with masturbating while masturbating at the local McDonald's. So yeah, that would be fantastic. I would love that. You know, oh, yeah, we, yeah. we we got we got a, a we have a, a you know schools back in session, so we have a teacher who was master dating a little too much, I'm afraid. Uh, she got a little carried away. Uh, she's a 53-year-old teacher teaching third grade, and she just got arrested for being drunk on the job after staff pulled her out of the classroom, asking her to explain why she had a cup allegedly full of wine. <laughs> Kimber Kimberly Coates, teaching her third grade class, at Perkins Tryon Intermediate School in Perkins, Oklahoma. But when she was taken out of the class on the first day of the term to meet with the school superintendent and a police officer. Now, let me just give you a little aside about this. I actually posted this story on my uh, on my Facebook page at Insane okay. Eric, Eric Lane on Facebook because it was hilarious. It was like it was just it was like a perfect story. You wouldn't well, believe yeah, but the best part were, were the comments about pe people were commenting on it going, some of them were for the teacher, some of them were against the teacher. It was it was, it was like a little debate kind of going in the comment section over this thing. So, but there was this long drawn out questioning that involved this whole thing. It saw the teacher take a breathalyzer test and continually deny she had consumed alcohol at school. She eventually, though, admitted, well, she had drunk half a box of wine until three in the morning earlier in the day. However, well, after the superintendent, Doug Ogle, took, told her uh, that she seemed, quote, like you're not the same person I talked to this morning, the officer and the school administration suggested she had been drinking since getting at the school and since the time the class had started at eight o'clock in the morning. Coach oh, was then, she was arrested on the anticipated charge of public intoxication. Perkins Police Department released a body cam footage of that meeting with Coach. Oh, show that's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Showing the allegedly intoxicated teacher meeting with the school administrators and law enforcement out. This is just some of the audio from the body cam footage from Kimberly Cates when she was confronted about it by the officer and the superintendent. How much you had to drink? I drank last night. There's no way you drank last night. Well, I did drink last night. Did you drink at school is what he's asking. Tell us the truth. I, I didn't drink at school. You blew two times the legal limit. Do you drink often? Unfortunately, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just trying to understand no, no, why. No, I, I, I'm seeing a counselor. Okay, no more games, right? Yeah. What is in that? Uh, my juice. That layer is wine. She's lied and lied, and uh, Mr. Ogle found a cup that had wine residue in it on her desk. So. so she was asked if she would consider taking a breath test, so she blows into the machine, producing a measurement of 0.24. 
three times the legal limit of 0.08. So Coates was then put under arrest. Now, look, at first you kind of think this woman is totally in the wrong, right? And then you see the way the kids these days behave and you kind of want to buy her another bottle. <laughs> you know, I mean, kids normally bring an apple for their teacher, but I think maybe this lady, they're going to be bringing her some pre-made apple martinis. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe some apple kombuchas or something. I don't know. I know, right? I, 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 I swear, Ossifer, I haven't been drinking since the third grade. <laughs> yeah really oh my yeah i mean honestly i had a i had a, an english teacher in high school and she was always putting creamer in her coffee all the time you know and, and sipping her coffee and now i don't know if she had anything in the coffee okay but uh i, I know i we, i know the one time we did pull a prank on her one time some of the kids this is back in the old primitive days when they used chalk on the chalkboard Okay, and uh, some some of the kids thought it would be really cute if they would take the eraser and down at the bottom of the chalkboard, you know, they had the tray that you would put the erasers on. Right. Mm -hmm. So they took the erasers and kind of did like a little snowplow move and plowed up a nice big pile of chalk dust that had collected there on the tray. And they took the uh, little dish that she kept or the little bottle or whatever she had with her coffee mate and just pushed all that chalk dust right into that container in the coffee mate bottle. Oh and that, no. Yes. And watch to see if she's going to put that in her coffee, which she did. And it was oh. up, uproariously hilarious. It was just wonderful. So, but I don't know whether that would be funnier than, than seeing your third grade teacher coming up, coming into school a little bit tipsy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, the only way that that could be more um, dumb would be if the, like if the teacher basically, you know, called in the authorities because she saw one of the students drinking from her own bottle uh, <laughs> that she had been drinking from herself, right? Um, one of the students discovered, hey, this isn't grape juice. This is really good. <laughs> right? And you're like, uh, my students are drinking my wine. Uh, so you got to do something about that. Um, oh, you know, but, um, <laughs> but that's kind of kind of similar to what happened with, with uh to this drug dealer and this is just kind of like a, a a you know a stupid criminal kind of story uh okay or maybe you could call it like a drug dealing for dummies uh you know if there's a book for that <laughs> yes um, but uh you know this would be something they'd warn you about at least in there uh this this should be in it at least a 46 year old alleged drug dealer in altoona pennsylvania named alan phelan uh was arrested and the person who tipped him off was Alan Phelan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he tipped himself off uh, for this. So look, uh, so I don't know, like what do you do to yourself? If snitches get stitches, um, are you, do you have to beat yourself up? For this? Oh my God. The, the police, uh, the police say that Alan called them to his apartment. He said that someone broke into his place by smashing a window. When the cops got there, they couldn't find any evidence that someone actually got in. They asked him if anything was missing, so he let the police come inside to look around. Ah. The problem was, Alan's drugs and paraphernalia were sitting around in plain sight. They found <laughs> fentanyl, meth, marijuana, and prescription meds that all didn't have he, he didn't have prescriptions for. Oh, geez. There were also baggies and glass vials. Uh, Alan is facing a slew of charges for possession with intent to deliver. 
Balin was placed in Blair County Prison with uh, bail set at $50,000. Oh, well, you know what? At least he made it really convenient for the local law enforcement. You know, they didn't have to do any work to figure that out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, like, they probably think, like, you know, why can't we have more criminals just like this guy? <laughs> Basically, like, you're handing yourself in, I guess. Yeah, you know? I mean, as hard as our, our law enforcement work out there and, you know, have to do, go through so many things. I mean, it's it's a nice relief to have somebody as cooperative as this criminal was here. You know, for once, we actually didn't have a story about a penis story to end the whole, <laughs> whole segment I for know, a change. It, it, yes. it feels weird not having one. <laughs> it, it almost feels like the, the happy hour of stupid stories where, you know. I, well, you, you know, you tell I, a story about the the puppy that got found, or like you know the the puff pieces that the, the news puts on. Well, you know, well, the, we, we were feel good. We were kind of expecting it to be interrupted with the call to the hospital or something, you know. But you know, yeah, that's true. I, I, yeah. I guess we're still waiting on that. Yeah. Well, well, we we have, at least can we can go through a couple of questions and somebody wants to ask Poncho for here today. I, I've got uh, Vince has sent in a question. He's needing a little help because he's wanting to talk his friend out of buying a, a tiny house. I don't know if you've ever seen these things or not, but oh yeah, Vin, yeah. The, well, Vince is saying here. He says he goes. A buddy of mine wants to get a tiny house. <clears throat> he said, "I think tiny houses are cool, but I live in an apartment, which is essentially a tiny house. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he isn't going to like it, especially sharing it with his girlfriend. That there's no place to decompress. I guess I." could convince him to try try out one by just renting an airbnb somewhere so what do you think he should do to help his friend or not oh man well you know you shouldn't get in the business of trying to make decisions you know or like reading someone else's mind for them telling yeah. someone how they feel stuff like that um but like you know renting an airbnb if you, if you want to commit to doing something like that that's not <laughs> a bad idea um, for that, but even if he bought a tiny house, you can resell a tiny house. You can't yeah. resell an apartment, right? True. And so true. It, it can't be that that much worse than living in an apartment. At least, at least yeah. you get some kind of equity in the thing. Um, but like some people really, you know, some people also just like to dream about something. Because yeah. I remember when the tiny house phase was going on too. And and there is something kind of romanticized about about it, the simplicity <laughs> of it all, um, yeah. you know. And and uh, and I, a lot of people talked about that, and then you know very quickly made decisions not to do that when they decided yeah. they wanted to have a family. Um, right. So right. you know, it's I don't think I think you're making a bigger deal out of it than you really are. Sounds but, like uh, it's bothering. It sounds like it's bothering Vince more than it's bothering Vince's friend. It really does. Um, it really does. But like, look, renting an Airbnb is a great way to kind of test it out to see how it, you know, you, you think you'd like it. So yeah, that's not a Actually, bad idea. But did, did you see this? Is, I don't know how long ago it was. Maybe a year or more ago. I saw a, a story about the world's thinnest house and it was an actual livable house. It was like barely six feet wide, the entire length oh, yeah. of the house. It's in an, an alley between two other buildings, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like two stories or something. <laughs> it's the craziest thing in the world. But it had a bathroom, it had everything all right in there, you know, in your shower. Fully functioning house, but it was like a really skinny, skinny house. Oh, yeah, it is interesting. Um, I Well, I've got one here as well, and uh, I could probably relate with this a little bit. Not completely, but I could relate <laughs> enough with it. Um, it's a help. My daughter only wants to eat watermelon. 
my four year old throws a tantrum to eat anything but watermelon. She used to eat mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. She occasionally eats pizza when she's really hungry. I mean, what's wrong with this kid? But she loves watermelon and pretty much just wants to eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't know what to do. Watermelon is good for you, but not as your only food. Um, I've got a kid right now who only wants to eat cereal and cheese cubes and muffins. (laughs) Like, (laughs) thankfully, he will eat other things still. Like, he'll eat a peanut butter jelly every once in a while, or you know, mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, fish sticks. He likes fish. I will say. Oh my god! So I guess I'm not in the same position you are, but um, yeah, the position I'm in is that. Uh, and it's, it's driving me nuts. Like it, it, it drives both of us nuts. Like my son right now, he's so he's about three, almost three and a half. Um, he like anytime something good ends, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter how short or how long he got to do that that good thing. Yeah. In fact, it yeah. seems like the longer he gets to do it, the worse the fit. The moment it ends, you know, <laughs> oh, you watch two hours of Paw Patrol, like that's a lot more than normal. But yeah. the moment it ends, oh my gosh, it's, it's like you're, yeah. you're just devastating this world. Um, yes. You could think, yes. I'm happy and feel blessed and thankful to have gotten to watch <laughs> two hours of TV today instead of the normal maybe one hour. But no, that's not the reaction. It's the opposite. It's like, that's you so know, funny. It's like he's going on immediate withdrawals. Yeah, um, yeah. This reminds you know, me. This reminds me of our first trip to Disney when we took our kids and my youngest uh, son. I forget how old he was, but definitely like you know, second grade, maybe at the most, maybe third grade. And you know, you get the meal plan at Disney, and you get some pretty amazing food. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what this kid wanted to eat the whole time? Mac and cheese. What's that? Yeah, mac and cheese. Yeah. That's it. And you know the mac and cheese they have at Disney is like that craft stuff. It's not even good mac and cheese. You know. Let me guess. And, this is your youngest. Yes, and that's all he ate was mac and cheese. You know, it drove yeah. my, my drove my wife up the roof because she's like, we're paying all this good money for this these group this great meals, and this kid eats nothing but mac and cheese. You know. Oh, yeah. so, and then I've, when, I've got a friend of mine. Um, who anytime we would go out, like we, we would get to go to fancy restaurants every once in a while because we just, we had a, a hookup. We knew a guy who, who would get there for eat there for free basically. Yeah. Um, and if we were on his bill, we'd all eat there for free. We'd get this fancy meal, French yeah. meal for, um, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we're talking like a five course meal probably for free like, yeah. with cocktails and everything. Um, and, and my friend would always show up and he'd be like, all right, fancy French food. It's going to be really good. And he's like, do you have like a burger or pizza? <laughs> um, gosh. Which they didn't have either of. And so he, you know, but like, we're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, and, this, and then a similar story. Okay. This is when my youngest kid was slightly older. Okay. Uh, when we went to the, a Christian music festival here in PA called Corners Our Cre- Creation. And so since I was in, in radio, we got the media treatment. And so if you are in the media, you get a special section. We had a trailer that we could broadcast our interviews and stuff from. And and the media got their own private food service, which was a hot dog stand. And he was on this hot dog kick. That kid ate hot dogs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The whole week we were at Cornerstone. I mean, I was standing out one time. He had, he had, he was two fisting hot dogs, a hot dog in each hand. So 
he and that was that's been the story since everyone's remembered him going to creation and every time they saw him they he had a hot dog in his hand the whole time so, so i mean so we said he had a breakfast sausage he had a hot dog for lunch and he had a tube steak for supper so i mean you know it was, it was pretty much a nice thing so but yeah i mean i just i love it when you have kids that have a one-track diet you know <laughs> it does drive us nuts sometimes i will say absolutely um, well I, I, yeah so I, i'm not sure what to do other than like they're gonna have to eat eventually if they get hungry enough so yeah just you're gonna have to out stubborn them basically <laughs> yeah right um, that's well to me like eventually they're gonna they're gonna have to cave and, well, and realize that they're not happy let me just say what uh, my mother would pull on something like this she would let you I, she, basically she would tell this person uh, Beth, I think was what her, her name was, that um, she just let the kid eat watermelon. Just let him just eat the watermelon so much until he makes himself sick on it, and then he'll founder himself, and he'll, he'll never eat another piece of watermelon ever again. That is fair. Uh, yeah. yeah, that is fair. Yeah, I would just set him at the table and just say, you're going to eat all this watermelon until I tell you to stop. <laughs> just see how long... <laughs> Of course, then you'll be you'll be having a visit from the child and youth children and youth services at your house if you do something like this. I know, right? <laughs> stuffing your kid full of watermelon, you know. <laughs> well, um, speaking of one track thinking, um, start you, feeding the rhymes to them like the yeah, yeah like right, swine right. or something like yeah. yeah. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Speaking of having a one-track mind, uh, are you ready to play some insane games? Yeah, um, for one-track minds, let's start with uh, strip club or daycare. Oh, yes. I had that right up here ready to go. Okay. <laughs> so I've got some uh, businesses here. You just see if you can figure out whether these are going to be a strip club or whether it's going to be a daycare. And, uh, well, here's one that uh, you might figure this out in Cheyenne, Wyoming. It's called The Den. 
the den. Okay, well, nothing good has ever ha- has the word den in it. Um, mm. So it's just Cub is, Scouts, maybe. No, no, no. That's going to be some weird, kinky stuff uh, there, even. So I, I think this is for sure a strip club. For sure. You're very assured yeah. of that. Well, it turns out it is a strip club. Oh, very yeah. good. Lots of oh, degeneracy yeah. happens in the in any place called the Den. Yes, yes. Well, what about a place called Cindy's Home in Iowa City, Iowa? Cindy's Home. I've got a neighbor named Cindy, and uh, hmm. she's the one that got me uh, thinking about homebrewing my own kombucha. Ah. It's a great place. They've got chickens there. I, th- I think Cindy's Home seems like a good place. Sounds like a, it's a daycare. Sounds it's a nice, safe place. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, unless it's spelled S-I-N. Ah, uh, uh, that's true. No, no, that, that was a good point. So, unless of course Cindy's giving your kids kombucha. <laughs> right. Yeah, that might be a problem. Well, here's one in Little Rock, Arkansas. It's called Discovery. Discovery. Um, I, I think this is pretty safe. Like, I get Discovery. Well, okay. Well, it depends on what kind of Discovery Channel that you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, look, I think Discovery, I think this will be like a, a daycare. I think uh, it's a safe thing. Well, if you're in a Little Rock and you want to find a Discovery, you're going to discover a strip club. <laughs> oh, you're going to discover some boobies. Yeah, yeah the, you'll see a few things there for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, here's one that, uh, well, I guess it kind of depends on how you take this name. Uh, this business is called Noah's Ark in Shuler, Nebraska. Noah's Ark. Um, oh, man. Well, I, I don't know um, why you would, you know, name a, a strip club Noah's Ark. Uh, so I'm thinking unless you have to get two of every kind of stripper, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. But I, th- I think that this is going to be a daycare. I, I kind of kind of had a daycare vibe for me yeah. too, for that matter. Yes. Well, okay. Your last one is it's called kidding around in Fairway, Kansas. Kidding around. Uh, I think kidding around is going to be a, a daycare again. <laughs> it would be safe. real interesting if the strip club was called kidding around for sure. Yes, it is a daycare. Uh, Only missed one on that. Would be like, like the, the kissing around kid, would be a dead giveaway. Oh yes, around. yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's good. All right, okay. Um, what are you up for now? Oh man, um, well, four for five. That's not bad. Let, let's keep the streak going with uh, porn star or weatherman. All right, we've got five entertainers. You tell me if with this, uh, each one is either a porn star or a weatherman. <laughs> I love the first one coming out of the gate. This entertainer's name is Ben Wang. Ben Wang. Oh man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know this is. I like the name. Um, I will say I think Ben Wang is probably going to be a weatherman. I just have well, a feeling it's a little bit too fr- on the nose. Well, he's. Uh, you mean on the tip? Oh, never mind. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that we we've got the first name being spelled B I N B I N Ben Ben yes. Wang. So um, you you say weatherman? It is a weatherman. He's a former meteorologist and current professor at the University of Hawaii at Manoa. So <laughs> yeah, I think that I think the porn star name for that would have been Hung Wang. Ah, that's good. I like that. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> yes. So oh, good. All right. How about this one? 
This entertainer is Ivan Cabrera. Ivan Cabrera. I'm going to say Ivan Cabrera is a a porn star. Ivan Cabrera is a (laughs) weatherman in Miami. Look at that. Oh, this makes sense. I I knew that there was going to be somewhere Hispanic. That's why I was thinking, you know what? Uh, It was the Hispanic last name that made me think, okay, this is going to be. That's it. All right. Sensual, maybe. How about Damon Dice? Damon Dice. Uh, I mean, I I think it's a porn star. I've got a mm. feeling. You just got that hunch? Yeah. He is a porn star. Yes, indeed. Very good. All right. I like this one. Rod Hill. Rod Hill. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, I guess it does create a hill, uh, you know, in your pants. Uh, or a tent. Set, maybe. Yeah. That's or a teepee. Uh, I'm going to say that this is a porn star. <laughs> Rod Hill. Rod Hill is a weatherman at portlandweather.com. It. It's a good porn star name, though. <laughs> it is. It, it is. All right. And last entertainer is Logan Pierce. Logan Pierce. Oh, this is for sure a porn star. <laughs> Wonder what he's piercing. That's what I want to know. He is a porn I, star. <laughs> I, there's only there's only three options I could think of. Yes, that's good. So, all right. What do you have next on your uh, wish list here? Oh man. Um, well, we should probably switch over to golf course or rehab. All right. We'll take a break from that a little bit here. Okay. We got businesses here. You tell me, got five of them. You tell me if it's either a golf course or a rehab. Our first business is Beartooth in Powell, Wyoming. Beartooth. I'm going to say this is a rehab. Beartooth. I'm not not sure how that fits into a rehab, but it is indeed a a rehab. Maybe it's because you don't have any more teeth after all the mess. That's possible, too. All right. Well, here's one in Santa Ana Pueblo, New Mexico. It's called Twin Warriors. Twin Warriors. Um, oh, man, this is tough. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say golf course. Hmm, not bad. It is a golf course. Yes, all right. It's kind of an interesting name for a golf course, if anything else. It is, all right. Yeah. Okay, here's one in Branson, Missouri, called Branson Hills. Branson Hills. Uh, I think this will be a golf course. Definitely has an upper class name to it. It, it is a golf course, indeed. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going out now to Lavalette, West Virginia. It, uh, this one is called Creekside. Creekside. I, there's a, a high school named Creekside by where I mm. live. Um, yeah. I, I would say rehab. Hmm. Creekside is a golf course. Of course, they might call it Creekside in West Virginia. I know they would in Pennsylvania. You know, <laughs> yeah, drives my wife nuts when they call it a crick. <laughs> you know, so, so, all right, your last one, Eden Hill in Canaan, Connecticut. Eden Hill. Um, you know, when I think hills, I think golf course for some reason. But when I think singular hill, it must be a rehab. Wow, you're really kind of splitting it, splitting some hairs here. It's the, but it's the hill to die on, right? It's a hill to die on, and it is a rehab. And very good. All right. So that leaves us with Steakhouse or Gay Bar. And we've got five businesses. You see if you can figure out which is the Steakhouse and which is the Gay Bar. We've got one. We've got 
two businesses this time from Arkansas. This one is in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, called Gaskin's Cabin. Gaskin's Cabin. Um, I, I don't even know what, what's up with this, but I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, maybe it gives you gas. I don't know. But, but oh, it is a meat. steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, all that meat. That's right. All right. Here's one called the Acropolis in Portland, Oregon. The Acropolis. This sounds too Greek. to. Um, so it must be a, a gay bar. Uh, <laughs> I said, well, it is a steakhouse, believe it or not. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I thought, that's perfect. You have people running around in, in togas and, and little, you know, <laughs> leaves behind their ears, you know, and all that kind of thing. So, all right. Well, here's an interesting one. This business is in Denver, Colorado. It's called Denver Sweet. Denver Sweet. Um, I, I think that this is going to be a gay bar. I don't think of anything sweet when I go to the steakhouse. That's so, yes, it is a gay yeah. bar. Yes, indeed, in Denver, Colorado. All right. Here's one that I just love for the name. Uh, the actual name of this business is... Montana Meat Company in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Montana Meat Company. Not even in Montana there. Um, nope. but yeah, when I hear things like this, I, I always get the, the inclination that it's going to be like a steakhouse or something. <laughs> right? it, like, it couldn't be that obvious, right? <laughs> I mean... It is a steakhouse. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Your last one is Mark's Place in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mark's Place. Um, I'm going to say it's a gay bar. It sounds to be kind of, I don't know, almost like a camouflage name because if you're in Hattiesburg, Mississippi and you're going to a gay bar, you don't want, every, you don't want to know, let everybody know you're going there, you know? I'd say mm. it is a gay bar. <laughs> so yeah. say, so we're, I was at Mark's place last night. Oh, okay. How's Mark doing? See, that way they can't get really upset at you there. So anyway, yeah, I, I always wonder how the audience does uh, by comparison. So yeah, uh, feel yeah. free to, to, uh, you know, throw things out on our telegram. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Send I, us I a know, message. I, I wonder how you've done. Yeah, how yeah. do you compare to to uh, my my guesses? I guess are you better yes. than Poncho? Yes, score probably. Your own I show. think I don't know. I, it'd be kind of neat if you'd send us a message and 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 uh, give us your own uh, score at home when you play the the home version of the insane games. So I'm always yeah. curious. I'm like, am I above average, below average? I yeah. I don't even know. That would be point. interesting. That would be very interesting. Yes, if we could share the scores. Well, nobody's going to touch you when it comes to figuring out fake news or Florida because, I mean, this is something you have down pat. So, got some headlines here. You tell me if this is an actual Florida story or if it's fake news, okay? So, your first headline. A Weston woman was arrested for driving 70 miles an hour with her boyfriend clinging to the hood of the car and talking on the phone. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this guy seems very desperate. Um, you know what? We've got crazy drivers down here. This sounds a little too wild to be true, so I think it's Florida. No, oh, you're going to call it a Florida story. I, it is true, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We now go to Melbourne, where a Melbourne man was arrested for refusing to pay the cab driver who took him home after he was released from jail. <laughs> um, all right, you're released from jail. Oh, I, 
gosh, I think it's going to be fake news. It, it, it has a nice kind of bookend narrative to it. A little yeah. bit too neat, I think, yeah. for Florida. Yeah. I think it's that, fake news. That is true. It is a oh, Florida man. story. <laughs> So, oh yeah, that that was that was a good one. That was one that you really ain't got to stop thinking about. All right, your next headline: A Sarasota mom was arrested for indecent exposure after she mooned the principal at her daughter's school to protest a clothing policy. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna say this is fake news. <laughs> just because nobody would do that, or is just too perfect. Oh, I, I, nobody would do that to that extent. Oh, wow. I think. Well, that would be correct. It is fake news. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's even too Florida for Florida. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know, I, no one's going to try to get back at someone by, by doing that to the principal. The, the Florida <laughs> version of that story would be like, you know, mom shows up to school naked uh, ah. to pick daughter up. You know, ca- yeah. it, would be, it would be more casual. Yes, than, I see. Uh, I, I think. And, and, I and see. A little bit further, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, here's your next headline: A dog accidentally put a car in drive and crashed it into a Daytona liquor store after his owner left him inside the running vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Um, I'll say that this is a uh, uh, Florida story. <laughs> I, it might have happened, but not in Florida. Oh <laughs> man. Definitely fake news on that one. All right. So you're getting me on these today. Yeah. 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 These are good. All right. Your last one. A Miami defense attorney's pants caught fire as he was delivering the closing arguments in an arson case. <laughs> oh my gosh. What I like even more is like this liar, liar, pants on fire. You know, <laughs> it just depends on what kind of attorney he was. Um, I'm going to say this is Florida. <laughs> the best part was he was doing the closing arguments in an arson case. That's the best part. So it is a true story. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, that is good. That's a good one. That, I wonder if that actually helped him win the case, though. That's the question. <laughs> right. Man, oh, man. That, that would have been fantastic. But I know there was a story that was in one of the other episodes about the mother who could not get off of jury duty because she didn't have anybody to watch her kids. So she brought her two-year-old and her four-year-old with her to the jury selection, and it caused such a disruption that somebody had to take the kids out of the courtroom because the judge couldn't even be heard over the kids carrying on. So, <laughs> I, I mean, if that's the way you get out of jury duty, that's the way that that's how I would do it. Bring the kids oh, with you. Yes. Say, Sorry, I can't get a babysitter. You know, I mean, really. Well, hopefully next week you will be needing a babysitter. Uh, you know, that will be good. Um, I, I, there's no way it's going to go another week. I already am in disbelief that we still don't have this baby born. <laughs> so, yeah, well, just get your catcher's mitt ready whenever it comes out. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll do my best. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches uh, that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please share the podcast on your social media. 
so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the more stupendous stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes' stupidity. Comment about what you've read share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website, at InsaneEricLane.com. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. <laughs>